This is the Kitzer of Sikhe Beis, Shlach, and Chelek Yud Gimel. And here, the Rebbe will explain a Rashi. The Rashi is on the Pasuk, Voha Anoshem HaShashalach Moshe Loser Esa Oretz, Vayeshuvu, Vayalinu, Olav, Es Kale Eide, Lohitzi Dibala Oretz. So over here, in this Pasuk, it explains who the men were, what they did, that they brought everybody to complain against Moshe Rabbeinu. So Rashi says on the post, on the words Vayeshuvu Vayalinu Olav Ukeshashavu Mitura Oretz when they came back from the land Hirimu Olav is called Eido by Tzias Diba they brought everybody to complain Oisam Anoshim Vayemusu so these men they died so the Rebbe says Rashi is coming to clarify that when it says Vayeshuvu Vayalinu it does not mean that they complained a second time that they repeated all what happened before a second time but it simply means it's just telling us who these men were. These men, they were the ones that came and they did what, as it says already before, what they did. That's what Rashi is coming to clarify. What the Rebbe says, if so, then the Pasuk is entirely extra. So we know where they are. What, are, what is this Pasuk doing here, Bechlal? And besides that, seems like Rashi is saying something more over here. Rashi does not just simply bring the one word of the Pasuk, Vayeshuvu, and explain that one word, but that Vayeshuvu means, Keshashovu Mitur. Seems like Rashi is speaking a lot more and saying something else over here. So what is this that Rashi is saying? And specifically, Rashi also adds these words, These men, they died. What does Rashi want with that? Then Rashi doesn't end there. Rashi continues to say, as the Rebbe brings later here, The term means to train your words. When you speak words, it could be for the positive, it could be for the negative. Therefore, in the next Pasuk, it actually says that they gave a negative report because Dibo could be Lutoiva. So, the Rebbe says that Rashi, it seems like Rashi over here, is addressing a whole different subject. Here Rashi is addressing the word Dibo. What does the word Dibba mean? And Rashi is also addressing the fact that in this Pasuk it says Dibba, and in the next Pasuk it says Dibba Ra. What's the difference? So the question over here is, why does Rashi bring this in, in, as a flow to what he said before, in the same Dibra Maschal of what it said before? Why does Rashi um, not bring it in a separate, pasuk, in a separate Dibra Maschal explaining the word Dibba over there? And also Rashi, for some reason, at the end, repeats himself and says, Shiyash Dibba Shiletoiva. Why does Rashi do that? So the Rebbe says that what Rashi is coming to clarify over here is not only the title of the word Vayeshuvah, Rashi is actually coming to explain that the entire Pasuk seems to be extra. We already know all of this. It's just basically telling us who these men are, what it is that they did. We know all of this. So the whole Pasuk seems to be extra. The only thing that we see that happened over here is that now it tells us the punishment that they got, as it says in the next Pasuk, that they died. But to identify who they are, that seems to be entirely extra. That's really what's bothering Rashi. Then the Rebbe says that what's bothering Rashi is, this Pasuk seems to be saying a detail that's different than the story of the Meraglim that we know of from before. It says, Vayalinu Olav, that they brought even to complain against Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the pshat in that? Why does it say, Vayalinu Olav is before it says that they complained against the Eivishter, not against Moshe. As the Rebbe quotes the Pesukim, it says a few times that they lie. And that uh, they complain that So why if you hear suddenly there's a pasuk said that they complained against Moshe Rabbeinu? So therefore the Rebbe says that what Rashi is explaining us over here is that this pasuk is coming to answer the following question: When we see the story of the Meraglim, that the wanted to wipe out Klal Yisrael, bring a plague upon them because of the Aveda that happened. And Moshe Rabbeinu stood up and davened for Yidden, and he was effective with his tefillah, and he stopped that plague. 
So the question is, why, if Moshe Rabbeinu davened for all Yidin, he certainly davened for the Meraglim, why did Moshe Rabbeinu still not work for the Meraglim? And why is it that by the Meraglim it says, Vayamusa, that they had died immediately on that day? As the Rebbe says, you see clearly in the Pashtab Shad of the Pasuk, Vayashkimu Babaykeh, that the next morning the Pasuk says afterwards, so they died on that day. Why did they die immediately on that day? And why was Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah ineffective? This is a Pashtashayla that you see here in the Pasuk. Therefore, Rashi has to say, therefore, Rashi t- teaches us here, this Pasuk is coming and explaining this to us. The Pasuk is saying that these men, the Miraglim, Vayalinu Allah, they orchestrated a fight against Moshe Rabbeinu himself. They directed the fight to Moshe Rabbeinu. And if that's the case, they are fighting against Moshe Rabbeinu. That neutralizes the Kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu, the one that's the, 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 the source of their Aveda, of what they did. They were fighting against him, cannot now be the source to save them. Or the Rebbe says, we know the Klal of Midah, Kanaget Midah, that because they were fighting against Moshe Rabbeinu, so measure for measure, the Abishim made Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah ineffective towards them. So this is the introduction over here to what it says afterwards that they died on that day. Rashi first has to explain why Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was ineffective. So therefore we understand why it says Olov. And Rashi brings from the Pasuk the words Vayashuvu Vayalinu Olov. And Rashi explains Harimu Olov as Vayamusu. That this Pasuk is coming to explain why it's these men that died immediately as opposed to the rest of Klal Yisrael that did not that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to daven for them and postpone their death for many years. Now, although the Rebbe clarifies, we do find that other Yidin also complained against Moshe. It says in the Pasuk, Moshe. So the Rebbe says they, they were simply afraid for their life. They thought that they would die if they would enter Eretz Yisrael. They weren't orchestrating a rebellion or a fight against Moshe Rabbeinu. Not with the Meraglim though. Here the Pasuk is saying, all of that they were fighting against Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, they, for them, the Tefillah of Moshe was not effective. So, the Rebbe says, based on this, we can see the two psukim here that talk about what happened to the Miraglim, their punishment is very clear. In the first Pasik, it's just coming to clarify why Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah didn't work for them. That there's a certain detail about what the Miraglim did, that they rebelled against Moshe, that therefore Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah couldn't work for them. In the next Pasik, there it's telling us their death and the cause of their death, why they deserve death. And that's not because of the, what they orchestrated against Moshe Rabbeinu. That was because of the fact that they actually rebelled against the Abishter, That they were opposing and fighting against the Abishter's plan to enter into Eretz Yisrael. That, that, that's just much more severe. And the Misa that they got was for that reason. So it's two separate things. The two psukim are talking about two separate things. And therefore, it, it, it's not a repetition. These two psukim are not repeating the same thing. One is an introduction to explain that they were fighting against Moshe Rabbeinu, and the next psukim explains the reason why they deserve to die, because they brought the negative report on Eretz Yisrael against the Abishter. So now the Rebbe says we can understand why Rashi comes and explains the word Diba right over here. Because if so, it still sort of is a bit confusing here in these two psukim. Both in the first and in the second Pasuk it says the term of Metziyei Diba Sa'aretz. In the first Pasuk it says Lohetzi Diba Sa'aretz. In the second Pasuk it says Metziyei Diba Sa'aretz Ra. If the Torah wants to make matters clear, so why wouldn't it omit the whole thing about Metziyei Diba in the first Pasuk? So we should see clearly that in the first Pasuk the only thing it's coming to tell us is the fact that they complained and fought against Moshe. And then in the second Pasuk, it should say, that they gave a negative report opposing the Eibishter. Why does it say in the, per, in the first Pasuk the word Diba? Oh, so Rashi says, no, the word Diba does not mean negative. 
It does not mean a negative report. The word Diba could be for the positive as well. So even in the first Pasuk, when it says the word Diba, it doesn't mean negative. In the next Pasuk, it says Ra. In the first Pasuk, even if they were theoretically speaking positive words, but it would bring about an opposition to Moshe Rabbeinu, that would be a problem as well. So in the first Pasuk, Ataka doesn't mention the Aveda that they did that caused their death. Only in the second Pasuk it mentions that. So the two Pesukim are very clear. The Teir is clearly distinguishing over here. It writes Diba without Ra. And in the next Pasuk it writes Diba with Ra. Therefore Rashi had to explain this right over here, right away, to clarify the difference between the two Pesukim that talks about this subject. Now the Rebbe says from here we have a very powerful lesson regarding the Moshe and every generation, the Spashtusa, the Moshe B'chol Dara V'dara, that Moshe Rabbeinu is worried and concerned and davens for every single Yid in the generation. And even those that think and say to themselves that I have a mitzvah to daven for myself, and I could daven for myself, and the Abisha certainly listens to my tefillah, and I don't have to rely on the tefillah of the Moshe of the generation. But the Rebbe says it's not the case, because the Moshe of the generation is the head and the brain of the entire body of Yidin of the generation. And therefore the pain is felt there in the head and in the brain much stronger, and the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu is much more powerful. And even more so, the Rebbe says, all the tefillahs of every individual yid gets elevated to the Ebishter through Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the Oymid Bein Hashem Bein Eichem. He is the intermediary that stands between the Yidin and the Ebishter. So we see here by Moshe Rabbeinu, although you had the Yidin that went off the beaten path and they deserved it to die a plague, nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu stood up and davened for them and begged the Ebishter and saved them. And many of them lived many, many long, happy years. They lived good years, Begashmias, Beruchnias, they had everything they needed in the Midbar, both Begashmias and Beruchnias. Very good life. This is Moshe Rabbeinu. And the same is true about Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. That he worries for every Yid, he davens for every Yid, and his tefillah is effective. And he davens and draws down for every single Yid. Kol Tov Begashmias or Beruchnias.